Elizabeth smiled at her lady's maid, who still seemed younger than her years. At twenty-one, Edith was only three years younger than herself. Edith, what did I say to you when you brought me my tray this morning? The maid smiled sheepishly. You said it would be fine by the afternoon, and you were right too, almost to the minute. I just couldn't see it stopping. Any relief Elizabeth felt about the evening celebration being able to take place in the garden as planned was for other people's sakes. Not only the servants, who hadn't arranged a large occasion for some years, but her husband, Edward, who had been as excited as a child about the preparations. Since they had sent out the invitations a month ago, he had come to her almost every day with a fresh list of things that needed buying or making or doing, usually buying. She shuddered to think how much it was all going to cost. When will you be wanting to dress, my lady? said Edith. The first guests aren't due till seven, but you know Colonel Waters always arrives early when he comes to dinner. What about six o'clock? Edith looked scandalised. It will take more than an hour to dress your hair. Never mind the rest of it. Uh, Half past five, then. It's not as though you'll be lacing me into my usual corsets. She placed a careful hand on the enormous, almost comical mound of her stomach, which was even larger than the swell Isabel had made almost five years earlier. In these last weeks, the child had moved up to rest against her lungs, making her breathless when she climbed the stairs or walked too fast. It was a strange sensation, akin to nervousness, and worse today. Has he or she been kicking again this morning? Edith had been following the baby's progress almost as intently as Edward, who was convinced his future heir was inside, who was apparently convinced that she would not lose this baby. Elizabeth shook her head. No, he or she knows I've got quite enough to think about today without that to distract me, and has been wonderfully still for me all morning. After a paltry lunch, she hadn't wanted to put out Mrs Wentworth, the cook, who was understandably preoccupied with the coming evening's menu. Elizabeth wandered outside to the gardens. In truth, there was little for her to do today. Her part would come later, when the guests had arrived. At the thought, a jangle of apprehension went through her. Of the eighty-six invitations sent out, they had not received a single apology or excuse, which was surely unheard of. Elizabeth knew that they were all too intrigued not to attend the first major gathering at Stanton House, of all the county's families, since just before Isabel's birth. Of course, there had been polite invitations to tea, hunt meets and dinner parties for the most trusted and discreet friends, but nothing on such a grand scale. The gardens were glorious. The morning's rain had been closer to a vapour, and not a single bloom had been bruised. The last of it, fairy-sized jewels of moisture caught between petals and blades of grass, glittered in the sun. 
Elizabeth closed her eyes and exhaled deeply, letting the tranquility of the garden slow her racing heart. Mmm, it smells wonderful, doesn't it? We couldn't have asked for better timing with that blasted rain. She was jolted out of her reverie. Her husband stood before her, his pale blue eyes bright with anticipation. Under the clean-washed sky, she could clearly see the lines around them and between his brows. They seemed out of place on his face, whose fine features must have best suited boyhood and were already fading and coarsening. He would be forty in the autumn. But if it wasn't for the rain, it wouldn't look and smell as it does out.